Hello and welcome to the Graphics Profiles. I'm your host for this episode, Reagan Dickinson. I recently talked to Josh Kais, who's a screen printing maestro and a partner at Ink and Drink Denver. Uh, we talked in GPX Theater at Graphics Pro Expo in Denver. Uh, we discussed the Ink and Drink concept and how it translates into improving your business and processes, among other topics. Uh, but first, here's a quick message from the sponsor of this episode, Franmar, and then we'll come back and listen in on our discussion with Josh at GPX Denver. For more than 30 years, Franmar has worked to develop safe, effective, and affordable products for screen printers. Its ink and emulsion removers, dehazers, and other specialty products rely on the power of soybeans rather than harsh chemicals. See for yourself by visiting franmar.com and trying the textile trial kit which includes six of Franmar's most popular products for just $69.95. We're here at Graphics Pro Expo, Denver, Colorado. It's April, it's beautiful outside, and we're here to talk to Josh Kais with Ink and Drink in Denver, Colorado. Now, the name implies that there's inking and drinking, so let's get a little bit more insight into what that really, what, what is that? What does that mean exactly, Josh? Yeah, so we're a DIY t-shirt printing bar. Uh, so just sort of a twist on the concept of like cocktails and canvas, if you will, if anybody's been to that. Um, so yeah, we, we just, we like to engage people in the creative process of what screen printing is and allow them to enjoy a cocktail or a beer while they're at it. So how did you come up with the concept for Ink and Drink? Yeah, so I've been in the print industry for almost 10 years now, mm -hmm. uh, doing commercial printing. Uh, contract printing and, and custom stuff and found myself like whenever a customer would come in and showed a little bit of interest took it probably too far uh, but showed them all the ins and outs of what it took to produce their products and uh, just really found myself enjoying that process of like engaging the customer and what they're purchasing and, and sort of educating them a little bit more beyond just uh, I'm buying t-shirts and, and wanted to grow that a little bit more and, and decided that throwing some cocktails in the mix would put a fun twist into that. Right. Yeah, so we serve full uh, full menu, um, liquor, wine, beer, what, everybody's, what, what anybody's choice is, um, we can make it for you. Uh, we do have some custom craft cocktails that we like to do new recipes for uh, pretty often and, and keep that rotating depending on the season and uh, yeah, just keep it fresh. Okay, so you've been doing this for 10 years, so when did you actually start? You're doing commercial printing more not this concept, but when did you actually move into ink and drink and in, into that? Yeah, so ink and drink has been in development for about three years now. Okay. Uh, and we've been in our space that we're currently in for just over a year. Uh, so, um, you know, development and stuff just on our back end, doing finance, uh, securing finances and all that uh, for about a year and a half. And then finally uh, secured a location after COVID and all that, slowed everything down for a little while and found ourselves in the Santa Fe Arts District uh, and had you know, a few months of build out and then just uh, developing within our space how the user experience is gonna go. And here we are, rocking and rolling. Now, how do you set that up differently than you would for a, just a typical screen print operation? If you were just doing just regular work for customers and it wasn't the ink and drink where people were coming in and going through the process with you, um, how did you set up the space? Is there a different way to look at that when you do it that way? Yeah, absolutely. So we have to keep in mind that there's there's customers in our doors. 
And they're used to, when they're shopping or, or engaging in an experience or at a restaurant, they're used to having space around them and, and allowing the art space to be open. Um, and especially with like big bulky presses uh, that, that are most often in shops, like we need to be aware of how much space we're in primarily. And then I think a big difference for us is that in, in commercial printing, right, we're, we're trying to operate in as small an area to maximize our, our revenue. Yeah. Um, but we're the opposite of that, right? We, we need to maximize our space so that our customers are comfortable, they feel engaged in the area and, and have room to work around our presses with other people working right next to them on those presses as well. Is it all ink and drink or do you also process typical jobs do you, I mean, do you have other customers where it's not an ink and drink situation, but you're printing t-shirts for them? Do you, you still do commercial work as well? Yes. Beyond that? Yes, we do. So our commercial work, we try to do contracts with groups that we can continue to work with. Um, so it's not just a one and done. Um, so we've, we've got partners like uh, Wagwan Brewing Company, who's uh, very near and dear to us. Uh, they're a new brewery in the Santa Fe Arts District that's been really fun to work with. We do design and printing for them. Okay. Keep their wall vamped with really fresh new designs. Um, keep their merch rolling off the, off the shelves. And then uh, I actually just secured the Boulder Fire printing contract for this next year, which is fun too. Yeah. Uh, dear to my heart, my father's a Boulder Firefighter, so it's fun to, to be involved in his world a little bit too. Right. So when someone comes into Ink and Drink um, and they're going to print their own t-shirt, what, what have you found that they're, how do their initial expectations about what that is going to be like differ from what actually happens? Are yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good question. Um, I feel like screen printing is not common knowledge. Like people have a, 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 an understanding in some aspect of what making a t-shirt is and People my generation grew up watching Jersey Shore where they're heat pressing their t-shirts and mm. and it's it's not quite what we're doing, right? Screen printing and heat pressing are different. And right. Even if you're heat pressing a screen print, if your active element is the heat press, you're not screen printing. So um, sometimes we get that. Sometimes we get people who think that they're gonna like airbrush the t-shirts instead. Um, so it's it's really just like the education of like screen printing is a long long time tradition of pressing ink through a meshed fabric, right? And um, obviously synthetic materials in the silk nowadays, but um, yeah, just it, it's, it's been fun to sort of like open people's eyes to, to what's in their closet. Because everybody has t-shirts, everybody's bought graphics before on their, on their clothing and to show them what it is to, what it takes to make that and then give them a chance to make their own and produce a professional product at the end of the day has been really, really neat. So I hope that they've walked away with greater appreciation for what they have in their closet, not just what they've pr produced with us before. Right. And so the people who come through Ink and Drink to do that and they, and they want to do DIY t-shirts, do you ever find that they come back as customers otherwise? In other words, they're like, wow, this is pretty cool, but I, I have a t-shirt run that I need printed. Do you, do you run into that as well? Do you get repeat jobs from those customers? Yeah, and repeat both ways, actually. So we've had groups oh. that have come in and done uh, like a corporate team building event yeah. as just something to do for their team. And then after the fact, have asked for commercial printing or contract printing um, that we've done for them to fill in the rest of their team's gear. Uh, and, then, and then, yeah, on the flip side, we've had people who have been 
ordering commercially from us, like Wagwan, for example, who then brings their team in after the fact to do the, the ink and drink side of it after they've gotten merchandise from us. Um, so yeah, both sides, we, we love getting repeat customers, we love seeing familiar faces over and over, so it's been a lot of fun doing Okay, that. so the two feed each other yep, then, right? Absolutely. Okay, and it seems like there's a lot of scheduling involved, right? Because <laughs> what you don't want to do is have yes. a big press run and then have people trying to do DIY at the same time. So how do you how do you manage the logistics of that where you essentially have two different types of operations? Yeah, so most of our ink and drink side of things is happening at nighttime. And then if we have production run, we're doing that more during the day. Okay. Um, you know, and we're not we're not overbooking ourselves for either side of that right now. So we're trying to give ourselves time, and the energy and the focus that it takes to do each of them very well, um, so that nobody's getting skimped on our energy levels or on our attention levels um, to what it is that they're ordering from us, whether it is the event and experience itself or garments and, and apparel that either they're going to wear or sell. That you know, you you want it to be good apparel. Right. Hey everybody, I'm breaking in real quick for a word from the sponsor of this episode, Franmar. Soy-based solvents can easily penetrate textile inks without noxious odors or side effects. That's why Franmar has developed safe, effective, and low-odor products that rely on the power of soybeans rather than harsh chemicals. Go to franmar.com and order the textile trial kit, which includes six of Franmar's most popular products including ink and emulsion removers, dehazers, and more for just $69.95. Can you kind of walk me through what, what is it like to be a customer who comes in and does the ink and drink experience? Kind of what, what should they expect when they come in? Yeah, absolutely. So when customers come in, um, whether for just like our beginner class or with a group, uh, we have a preset um, collection of what they're printing for that day. So a lot of companies right now are doing a tote bag uh, and a t-shirt combo. And okay. so we're doing like their team logo on the tote bag. Um, and we give them all a brief instruction, like this is how you rack your tote bag on the pallet. This is what we do to get our ink pressed into our tote bag. And then troubleshooting sort of on a need by basis of like, hey, your print's not quite fully opaque. Let's add a little bit of pressure to your, to your motion of pressing. Um, and then after that, they choose from our catalog for their t-shirt. Um, so we have a catalog of about 40 to 45 designs at all times that rotates again seasonally. Um, so like right now it's spring season, so we've got a bunch of animal scape designs and a lot of spring like farmer's market type of, type of designs that people choose from to print on their own shirt. So they're, they're choosing the design, they're choosing their ink color, their t-shirt color, obviously their, their garment size as well. Um, so trying to give them as much uh, personality allowance as, as they want, right? Yeah. Um, but with the design side being a little bit uh, longer, it takes a little longer and, and less interesting to some people, we try to have the templates done for them ahead of time so that they can choose from pre-designed pieces. And they could bring their own designs too, is that correct? So yes, so like the companies send in their logos ahead yeah. of time. Ideally we get stuff ahead of time. We can do on the spot, it just we need somebody to have you know a couple extra hours to dedicate to being there. Yeah. Um, which maybe they wanted to be there more for the drinking side anyway, so that's a perfect excuse to sit and in the bar for another hour and have a, grab a second drink. I mean, what have you found that's been effective for you yeah. so that people even know you exist and that they can do this because it is, it's very unusual because I don't think anybody else in the city is doing this. You know, like we've talked about, there are other takes on that yeah. concept, but 
Yeah, we're trying to use social media as much as we can right now, which um, it's a great tool. TikTok and Instagram and Facebook, it's, it's, a, it's a really great way to connect and stay connected to a potential audience um, or an already engaged audience. But with this industry being so visually based, yeah. too, it's really nice to have access to showing customers, this is what the process that you're gonna walk through is. So on social media, whether it's our TikTok or our Instagram, um, we're really trying to do a good job of not just showing like, hey, this is what Ink and Drink is, this is what you're gonna be engaged in, but also our personality that comes with that whole experience and that process too, because part of what makes it fun is, is an engaged staff too, right? And if you're, because I could sit here and just drone on about like, yeah, now you want to press the squeegee across the street, and that's not fun for anybody. So yeah, right. allowing our personality to show, yeah. not just on Instagram and TikTok, but then also what customers are going to experience in the store has been a really cool connection. And, and I think that having Instagram and TikTok has been the greatest tool for us to show that off. And have you found what's been most effective as far as presenting those personalities? Because I mean, I think that's always a challenge is we have personality here, but how do we present them in these platforms, TikTok, Instagram, et cetera? Have you found ways that you can do that most effectively to get that across? Yeah, it's definitely a challenge because you, you know in your mind you're talking to a camera. Yeah. What I've had to convince myself of though is, is that I'm talking to my art director who's behind the camera for us. So I'm, as much as I can, engaging the human element, right? I'm talking to my art director, I'm talking to, his name is Galen, so I'm talking to Galen behind the camera, not to the camera, he just happens to be holding a camera. Um, and I find that when I'm engaged with like that human element of it, I, I have a little bit more fun with what I'm presenting and, and understanding too that it's a customer's first chance to interact with us sometimes. Yeah. So I need to be upbeat, I need to be fun, I need to, to be engaged and, and really excited about what I'm presenting to them because if I'm not excited, they're not going to be excited. So it's just like little brain tricks to get myself to, to engage that human element and, and excitement and, um, and that sort of combination of those right. two things. And I assume that y'all are targeting audiences within the region, right? Is that basically what you're doing? And yeah. You'll go into Facebook Business Manager, for example, in Facebook. Yep. Are you doing that type of thing? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and not just like age groups and demographics and location based, but also what people are interested in. And I, I am by no means a social media expert. This is all stuff that I'm learning as I'm going oh, to. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, but trying to find people in my area, my age, that are actively golfing or actively hiking because our designs are geared towards them too. So if our imaging and our message are connecting to them, there's already like multiple familiar things that they're, that they're more likely to engage with us over beyond just like my voice because maybe my voice isn't soothing to you but you like the image that you're looking at on, on your screen that's our design. Um, now, you have two other partners, is uh, uh, Galen and Paul, correct? Correct. So how do you all work together to kind of maximize your strengths, right? Yeah. And kind of make that synergy, for lack of a better word, work so that the business works and that all of those things come together for you. So how do the three of you come together to do that? It's a juggling act. Yeah. <laughs> we, we do a really good job of getting along. We all met in college, uh, went to college together and have stayed friends for a long time after. Uh -huh. um, now, Galen is not an active partner. He's my art director, but he's been involved with us since conception and, and development. Okay. Um, Paul is an active partner. He does more of like our 
um, business and tax and, and onboarding type of stuff. Okay. Uh, Galen, being an art director and being a very creative person, uh, is producing our, our new designs and our new templates and, and driving our social media presence and what our image needs to look like on social media. And then my role fits into like the business development and the user experience. Um, and so we allow ourselves to fit where we all naturally fit. We're not forcing ourselves into a partnership just because we're friends and we all came up with this idea together. We together round out what each other is missing, right? And so that's actually been really nice to have that element thrown in the mix of, of like we're, we're so much a team because we round each other out naturally, just based on what each of us likes to do, does well, and enjoys doing. So uh, that it's, it's been a blessing to have these two guys alongside with me on this journey because I couldn't do it without them and I wouldn't want to do it without them and and I hope that they feel the same way about me. Have you learned something about teaching and education? You know, because an educated customer is a better customer, right? Yes. So that's all part of your of your journey through that, right? So what have you learned about teaching people about the process? To not dive in too far. <laughs> <laughs> What's, tell me what's too far first. Yeah, so I, I, get, I get pretty nerdy about screen printing. I think it's the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. Um, so diving in too far is like talking about mesh count and like the way the threads lay together if you're talking between T-mesh and S-mesh. And, um, and customers who are there to, to drink and have a date night don't care about the, the mesh count. They don't care about, unless they ask, and some people do ask, but I allow that now. I allow them to ask those specific questions instead of just diving into it because I think it's cool, therefore you think it's cool, because that's definitely not the case. So I've had to take a step back from oversharing information. Right. And do you find that, you know, as far as educating your customers on the commercial side, does that kind of play into it as well? In other words, you've learned things there that have translated so that you can better explain the process and bring them into it so they have a better understanding and are, again, a better customer? Yeah, um, I try to do a little bit less education on the commercial side nowadays, yeah. um, just because I'm so engaged in educating customers who are in for the ink and drink side of things. Right, but right. Um, there, there definitely are times where, so like Walter's Pizza, Walter's 303, uh, has come into our shop a few times to learn more about what it is that they're ordering and learn more about how we can assist them and what they're trying to do. And they have been a very engaged customer and wants to be educated as a, as a commercial customer, right? So I, again, I guess letting them ask and drive the interest of when to be more educational versus somebody's just trying to order t-shirts for a bachelorette party that they're going to in South Carolina in two weeks. They just want to get to South Carolina, and I, and I let them do that. Just help them with some t-shirts on the way. What's the most important thing that y'all have learned as far as uh, running the business? And what, what do you think are the, it's kind of a two-pronged two question. Most important lesson you've learned and the biggest mistake you've made that you learned from so that you're doing it better now. Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, if I only answer one part, remind me to answer the second one. Okay. But I, <laughs> right. think, I think the toughest lesson is, um, it, and, and you, you read about it in books and you hear everybody that, that does any, any type of business podcast says, just because your idea is super cool and it's received really well by your friends doesn't mean that it's going to jump off the page to the public. Right. And 
I tried to learn that myself before we jumped on board to doing this so that I wasn't massively disappointed in the first six months when business wasn't making millions of dollars like right off the bat. So yeah. um, I, I, I guess it was something that I forced myself to learn that I didn't want to learn but knew that I needed to learn and I learned it ahead of time which I think has been so beneficial. Um, to, to just understand that business takes time, even if it is a great idea, it takes time to develop and become a front runner in the industry. Whether it's a new industry or, or, or a tried and true industry, it doesn't matter. It takes a long time to build a company and make it successful. Right. And is a screen printing only? As far as processes go, screen printing only? Yeah. So. Right now, it's screen printing only. Uh, we've talked about some different expansion options, such as like tie-dye. One of my employees does professional tie-dyeing. Okay. Um, so doing classes on that would be really fun. Still ties sure. into the t-shirt realm, right? right yeah. um, you know, we've talked about doing glassware and, and finding a way to, to do class on printing beer glasses and wine glasses and things like that. Um, but right now, again, we're still trying to just get our feet wet with our with our own main crux of what we're trying to do, and um, not trying to rush ourselves through that. Allowing ourselves to enjoy it and and let the other expansion pieces take their time and, and come to us when 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 it's when it's the right time. Uh, what kind of feedback are you getting from people who go through the ink and drink process? Because I'm assuming you look for feedback and you want to make adjustments as necessary based on that feedback. So what have you seen in that feedback where you have maybe made some adjustments based on it? Yeah, I think I think we were trying to stay so true to it just being our designs. You have to pick from our catalog when we started and yeah. especially when we started booking a lot of corporate groups to come in uh -huh. and do their team building events we realized we had to expand to allowing people to send in their own graphics. Eventually, another part of the expansion plan stuff is to find a way that we can do graphics on the spot really quick so that a random person can come in, just a walk-in, and submit their own design and have it done and pumped out and ready for them without them having to wait for an extra hour or two. Um, but but even, even aside from that, just allowing people to, to because, because we're about being creative, we don't want to stifle that creativity. If you have a design in mind and you want to, you want to use your design to print your own t-shirt, let's do it. Uh, what kind of, what trends or issues are you facing right now that you're dealing with and what is your response to those? Yeah, I think uh, this might be a hot take, but I think this industry is massively undervalued. Um, to stay competitive, and, and particularly in the, in the commercial realm of things, to stay competitive, you're always trying to cut your price, you're always trying to give a discount, you're always trying to um, beat a customer's expectations in the pricing realm. Uh -huh. And this is such an art form, and this is such a, this is such a, a, a service that people need and are so used to being given discounts and cheaper pricing and having people fight over their business that the industry has just leaned towards that and it had to take that on. And I would like to see it go the other way. Lean into this as being a true art form and we're producing something that you need. And not that, not everything within reason, right? So we can't just blow our prices through the roof, but I do like that 
in, in my shop and having my own input uh, as to the commercial side of things, I can stand firm that like we're creating something that we care about as much as you do. Yeah. And you might scoff at that, you might say there's no way, but in all honesty, like if I don't put out a product that I'm proud of, like it's hurt, it's painful. You know, so I am gonna care just as much about this product as you are. And that's an art form. Producing it is an art form. Taking your art and making it into something that is either wearable and confidently wearable or sellable and confidently sellable on your part is really, really important to me and should be important to you. And that should be priced appropriately. Well, our time is up, Josh. Um, I very much appreciate your time today and uh, really wish you luck on your venture. Can't wait to come out and do my own printing as well. Yeah, I can't wait to have you, Reagan. I appreciate you. Yep, thanks again. Thank you. Thanks for listening to our enlightening interview with Josh Kais. And don't forget that you can listen to this episode and all past episodes at SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, as well as at the Graphics Pro website, which is graphics-pro.com. And you can see more interviews like this in person at an upcoming Graphics Pro Expo in GPX Theater at the Meadowlands, New Jersey, July 21st through 22nd, Long Beach, California, August 4th through 6th, and Charlotte, North Carolina, featuring Start Here Academy, September 16th through 17th. Go to graphics-pro-expo.com for more info. Thanks again to the sponsor of this episode, Franmar. Go check out what Franmar has to offer at franmar.com. Until next time, adios amigos.